Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David, Seth, and special guest, Zach. Hello. What's up? How's it going, guys? I'm really excited to talk about Spider-Man with you guys today. Um, we're going to be... What's Spider-Man? No, Well, you know, it's... Marvel's uh, Spider-Man. Marvel's Spider-Man. Oh, okay. It's... I thought you were talking about Spider-Man 2. No. Although, that game is... That game was Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Also. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is this is what I get. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so, later on, we're going to tell you if you don't want to listen to spoilers, turn off the episode because we're going to get into Spider-Man spoilers, but it will be a normal episode until that point. And we will make sure that you know what you're getting into. We're not going to just start throwing out spoilers randomly. Also, if anyone left reviews, we have to read them. Which no one did. Okay, well. So, thank you, everyone. Thanks a lot, nobody. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate it. We see your likes on our post, and you don't share a review. But it's okay, we still appreciate you. Eventually... I'll just start calling people out by name, like Bree and Chip. We see short... you. Wait, Chip Block? No. <laughs> that was a short eventually. Yeah, I I really didn't want to give them too much of time to no, wait. regain Chip Skylark? No, you did this last week. It's, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the bit. So I want to talk about something that really frustrated me this week. Um because I, I went and bought the World Ends With You remix, um, which is the Nintendo Switch version of the great DS RPG, The World Ends With You. And I, was it the, is the final remix, right? Yeah, I can't remember okay. exactly the tag of it. <laughs> At least it's not re-remix or whatever. Mm. But it is, it's pretty fun. It's very crisp looking. I just got past day one. It's a very good game. I really never got into the DS version because I just never did. And Seth always bothered me to play it. And now finally I am. And I I had such a weird... Really, what stuck out to me the most still is the interaction I had with the Best Buy employee while I was buying this game. And it, it kind of just irked me so bad. Because I know everyone gives GameStop a hard time for pushing pre-orders and stuff like that. And I get it. And I'm with you. I understand it's frustrating. But this guy, A, he's a Best Buy front register guy. I don't necessarily fully trust he knows a lot about video games. And then he continued to prove that he knew nothing about video games. Because he asked me... (laughs) Are you going to pick up Luigi's Mansion for the Switch too? And I'm like, nah, man, that only came out on the 3DS. And then he said, no, you don't understand, man. They re-released the first one on the Switch. And he proceeded to argue with me that I was wrong. And I'm like, okay, man, obviously you're kind of out of it. I don't, like, you just saw a poster probably. And then what really bugged me is he tried to sell me this warranty for my game. That was like $5 for two years of this game. And then he said, you know how Nintendo is, man. They'll let your cartridges scratch, and then you can't use them anymore. 
And in my head, I tried to visualize what I would have to do to make that cartridge scratch to be unused. Because I would have to, like, grind it into the ground with my shoe. It's... <laughs> That's true. It was so weird. And I'm like, this guy can't be being told to say this stuff because that is so wildly wrong and it makes him look kind of like an idiot, which he does. But... Best Buy, as far as I knew, I've, I've worked at Best Buy and GameStop, full disclosure. They never cared if you pre-ordered or got the warranties, really, for video games. Why is he, like, talking down Nintendo and making up video games that don't exist? It was a very weird interaction. Well, technically, there is going to be Luigi's Mansion on the Switch. Right, but he said that it was the original. Oh, he, sure. he went out of his way, and I was like, no, man, I'm pretty sure... Like, I didn't want to be that guy that was like, nah, dude, you're you're definitely wrong. Whatever. Like, and, the and comic then punch him in the face. What? And then you punched him in the face. No, no, I don't want to punch him. Maybe, maybe he just didn't like you personally. Yeah. Like, he, he knew <laughs> who you were. That's read on this whole situation. Is that he didn't like was... me... He was just bothering me because he didn't like He's me personally. Purposely yes. trolling you. Yeah. I mean, if that's it, then I I don't mind it as much because it means that he's less so an uninformed doofus and more of someone that was just trolling someone, and I'm all for that. Maybe but... when you worked at GameStop, you did the same thing to him, and he carried this grudge for years so that was my next thing i never made up a video game at gamestop mm, are you sure yeah you make up a lot of stuff i never made up a video game at gamestop i'm a hundred percent sure you unintentionally made up a video game that's not true and b the only time i ever pushed the game warranties on discs was and people remember this maybe do you remember the how the Xbox 360 would scratch your disc if you moved the console while it was in it? True. Uh, that's the only time I was like, listen, $3 is not bad to get this replaced if this crap happens to you. Because all the parents would have these kids that buy Call of Duty or some other competitive game and they'd get mad and hit their counter and it would scratch their disc with that stupid ring from the laser... And then they would be out 60 bucks. And so that's the only time I ever was like, listen, it'd probably be a good idea if you get this warranty. Never on Nintendo cartridges that are pretty sturdy and reliable. I've never had a cartridge give out. Heck, Seth has traded in a cartridge and bought the same game that's years true. later. It still works. It works. So... I've got NES cartridges that still work. Yeah, you you do. So it's it was just weird. Like he he just matter of factly threw out, you know, Nintendo man, they don't support it if you scratch up their stuff. And I'm like, what? I bet that guy is listening right now and laughing at you. <laughs> I don't think so. He's like the roach from Family Guy that goes good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, other than that, I've played Call of Duty. I'll talk more about that next week. But it's a fun game. 
It's got really smooth gunplay. I, in my head, I believe that it borrowed a lot from Destiny when it comes to the gunplay. It mm. it definitely feels like a Destiny shooter with mm. military style guns. Mm. And you're telling me that the Gallarhorn is not a military style rocket launcher? <laughs> uh, the the Gallarhorn may. I'm talking about fusion rifles not being military style weapons. Gallarhorn. Are you telling me the military does not have handheld? Uh, uh, what what are those things? What handheld? Like, uh, feel i don't know i can't think of the word yeah yeah so it's it definitely it's it was really funny i i turned on black ops 4 for the first time and the way you get around the menu system is basically the destiny cursor it's the little circle and you hover over what you want and you click it and then it remind it i realized activision is the main developer what publisher for both of these so maybe there was a little bit of intermingling of stuff there but mm. it definitely they fraternized yeah it, it feels very smooth and very fun i think i would even go so far as to think i would you would like it seth if you were more into the multiplayer than the pve hmm because it, it does, it feels like Destiny, but with more military stuff. And Well, all I know about it is that yesterday my roommate came into my room and started telling me about how it's broken. So <laughs> It's broken? Yeah, like the, I don't know, something about like the way the different guns work and how there's a bunch of stuff that is that is in other games that is not in this game for some reason. So this game definitely is a bit of a, and we can get into this next episode, or, but it's more of a bare bones, there's less guns, stuff like that, because they focused on modes and maps instead of multiple, multiple guns. So it's got 15 multiplayer maps right out the gate. And 15 guns. Three very large three zombie guns. maps. <laughs> Not three guns. Three very large zombie maps, and then maybe four or five guns per gun type, which lately in there's Call only of... one type. No, <laughs> there's like six, five or six types of guns, and it's it. A lot of people really feel like this is pared down, especially because in the past couple Call of Duties, there's been way too much stuff, and it's been overcomplicated, and so that that's why I like this one. Is because it's kind of a return to simplicity, and you know, get get the multiplayer going. There's no jetpacks and stuff like that, all that good stuff. But there's no good stuff. No, there's lots of good stuff. Yeah. Only one player can play at a time. No, it's got split screen. <laughs> one player, one gun. That's all. You win every match, but. No, kind of boring. You, you just run around the map, and you get a participation trophy. So there you go. That's Call of Duty for you. Yeah, uh, I know that both of you have played Spider Man, but Zach, have you played anything this week? Not this, particularly. Not particularly. I know I watched you play a game on Saturday a little bit because you play this phone game all the time. 
Yes, I obsessively play Marvel Strike Force on my phone. <laughs> Fun games don't count. <laughs> I am also playing, I have played it before, but I'm playing, um, what's it called? It's a, it's a top scrolling shooter that's on Portal Game Pass for Xbox. Oh, speaking of Game Pass, the great uh, Split Second yes, is on there. That is now. the game. That is another game that I have played. Oh, you did? You played it? Yeah, I was mad. I remember being mad after last episode that I didn't talk about it. But yeah, um, I remember being being mad on this podcast when um, I lamented the fact that I forgot to download it when it was part of uh, Games with Gold, um, and now it's on Game Pass, which is good. And I I did I installed it. And I've been playing through it again. And a lot of these games, like, from old consoles, you have good memories of, and then you go back and play it, and it turns out it's not as good as you remember. Right. Um, even if it was good at the time. However, this game absolutely holds up for me. Awesome. Um, it's so fun to play. Uh, I I just wish, I wish they would make a new one, because... Like it's all sort of faux realistic, and it would it would look so amazing with like uh, Forza level graphics. Man, I'd be all over that. They should rem- they should make a new one. It's super fun to play. I'm with you. I downloaded. It. I have not started playing it yet. Do you know if the on if there's an online component? I can't remember. I don't know. I mean, there is one. I don't know if it still works. Oh, well, we should try that. Have you... Did you download Forza Horizon 4? No. No? You should do that. I want to drive around... Wait, uh, I have... In Forza Horizon 4, can I make buildings explode and turn them into new routes for my car to drive on? Uh, no, I don't believe so, but the seasons do change while you're uh, driving. Mm. So, I mean, uh, that's a little bit of change. Not a lot, but... I can I get... consider downloading that game. Can I, can I make a helicopter drop an exploding <laughs> barrel of oil? Listen, I'm not saying it's as good as Split Second. <laughs> Many games aren't. I'm That's saying true. that it's uh, that it is a fun little racing game that we could all play together. Yeah, I guess so. We could just play Split Second though. That's true. So let's let's go and. Start to get into the news so we can talk about Spider-Man after. The big story this week is the that Rockstar employees came out and said that they are they the past couple weeks. I'd imagine it's been months. They have been working over a hundred hours a week, which is insane. Crunch time is is real. It's I I looked up because someone on Twitter was talking about game developer money. These people make about the people that work for Rockstar about fifty k a year, and they're expected to have these insane deadlines that they nearly have to kill themselves for. It's not it's a very complicated topic but it's not worth it it's i mean this game looks incredible but at, at what cost the the amount of burnout that these people are going through um is insane 
Did you did you see anyone's reports on it, Seth? Yeah, I read a, a lot of the stuff. Um, the guy who said it, he he came out a little after and tried to um, explain his statement, saying that it was him and like four other like senior um, part of the development staff that were individually doing that, um, just because that's how they operate or something. He had he had some some reason as to why. Or, like, that's how they were used to doing it. And then he said that regularly, um, normal normal employees at Rockstar are not expected to work this kind of stuff. But Rockstar is one of those companies that, in the past, people have reported on how it's pr- a pretty common tactic for them to go into a massive crunch near the end of game development periods. Um, and no matter what the reason is, it's it's not good. It's not, it's not healthy for the people doing it. Um... It's certainly, um, they're not getting paid extra to do this stuff. Um, we saw, I mean, we saw with, with Telltale when all those people got, um, laid off after putting in all this extra time, um, and got pretty much nothing, nothing extra out of it. Um, I don't know, it's just, it's a, it's become part of the culture of this, this job, um, and you know these companies they leverage the developers love of video games against them basically and expect them to to do this work just because they feel like the developers should want to do that um and it's not it's not right and it's i don't want to go off into a uh, too big of a <laughs> Rant. A, 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 a rant here um, because I could um, but needless to say this is it, it, it should not be glorified by these guys who are doing it even if they think it's the right thing to do um, I don't know there's you say it's like a you said it was a hard topic to this I don't think it's that hard I think it's pretty cut and dry that this stuff that's going on is not good for anyone involved um, except for, I guess, the profits of the company that is publishing the game. Um, so yeah, that's the, uh, short version of what I have to say on this. To play devil's advocate, the blowback Rockstar would have got if Red Dead had been delayed again would have been massive. Right, it's... but they don't have, to, they don't, they're not, obli- they're not required to make a game that requires this kind of insane uh, amount of work put into it. I and agree also, with you. and also, I mean, if they if they delayed it, people would still end up buying it. I'm not saying they wouldn't, and I agree with you. But the, the internet would have been on fire. The it's well, it's interesting. It would have been on fire for like two days, and then people would have found, and then another game would have got delayed somewhere else, and people <laughs> would be yelling about that. I did read a good tweet about how, uh, like, Spider-Man, the new game plus got pushed back a week. Like, a couple of DLCs that were supposed to come out today or tomorrow got pushed back a week or a couple weeks. And it's at at the cost of human non-burnout. Like, these people... I've read a lot of really sad stories about how this kind of stuff leads them to 
you know, be on like medical leave for months because it ends up frying their nerves, essentially. There's a really good, I, I retweeted it on my personal Twitter. I'll do it on the Suplex Twitter, but Jen Sandercock, she worked for Rockstar and she doesn't say that until the end of the thread, but she started a cake day at Rockstar. And this was a couple years back, she said. And it basically was one day out of the week, she would bake a couple cakes and bring them in. And it would be like 30 minutes of employee time to just kind of socialize and eat cake. And then <laughs> she was told by higher ups that, listen, you can't do this anymore because it's distracting people from working. And it's like, these people are putting in, you know, 80 hour work weeks and you can't give them 30 minutes to eat cake and you, you chide and tell someone they can't do it anymore when it's... It's all about it's, the bottom line, man. Yeah. It's one of the uh, frustrating things of being a video game fan because you know stuff like this exists. You know the struggles that, you know, the developers go through and the designers and all that stuff, writers, all that stuff. And it's it's crazy. I mean, it's not a good look, but until a couple big studios make a hard change and a hard stance, they take a hard stance against it, it's not going to change. So, but I feel bad for all the people uh, not only at Rockstar, but are subjected to that. And it's not cool. You know, having a having a developer burn out because they have to find a way to make horse testicles shrink and grow depending on the weather is not worth it. You know, you can do something else or not do that. <laughs> please, please do something else. Yeah. <laughs> Your time has to be better spent doing something, anything else. Exactly. And that's going to only increase my enjoyment of this game. <laughs> uh, and I mean, we, we've read, Zach was reading off some ridiculous thing before we started recording. I didn't list all of it, but it was like all these thousands and thousands and thousands of lines of dialogue that were recorded for the game. And uh, the single player is going to be like 60 hours long, which is way too long. Too long. And it's not too long if you only buy one game a year. <laughs> Which that's what Zach does, so let's see. I suppose. Stanley Parable that's a way to look at it. Stanley Parable on Steam, apparently you can if you haven't played that game for five years, which today would be the first day that you could do that, you get an achievement on Steam. So that's a weird achievement, but it was kind of funny and weird of an experiment for a game to do. There were some people on Twitter saying, because they were aware this was coming up, they were going to tell their friends to play yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> Which would have totally screwed them. Oh, that would have been awful. If I was someone that actually cared about that, I would be so mad. Uh, let's see. The Gen 4, which is Diamond, Pearl, and... The the Sinnoh region. Yeah, the Sinnoh region. There we go. 
Sedlow has crunched through clutch with those. They are out, at least for the most part. They're slowly rolling out. Wait, Gen 4 of what? Go. On Pokemon yeah. Go. We're missing out some key information there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really excited about... Marianne went out of her way to remind me today that Pokemon Let's Go comes out in exactly a month. Because mm. she has her copy pre-ordered and paid off. And she got the one that comes with the Pokeball, and so did I. But I'm, uh, I'm really excited for this game. And did you, did you hear that President Obama said that he doesn't care about Pokemon? That hurt my heart, but I did see that. It's fine. He's got more important things to worry about. Not really. <laughs> You're right. He doesn't have to do anything. He could just play Pokemon Go. But, I bet you he actually has a lot of Pokemon on his Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. It's just he's just trying to play it cool. Oh yeah. I mean, you can you can you can catch them all without caring. Yeah. Well, trust me, I see a lot of people driving around CF not caring. I saw an accident because of Pokemon Go the other day. They, uh, on they didn't CF. care. What? They didn't care. <laughs> They, these two people creeped and ran into each other while they were looking at their phones catching Pokemon on the CF on the CF campus. Probably at super low speed. Yeah, they were making a big deal out of it, but it was really funny. I was laughing at them, idiots. But it says on the game to be aware of your surrounding. Yeah. While you're driving and while you're not driving. No, you're not supposed to play when you're driving. Yeah, it says well, not to play when you're driving. You know, there's we we don't have to talk about that. How often do you play while driving, David? We don't have to talk about that. I we don't have to talk about driving. anything. Yeah, I, I basically only play while driving or while walking my dog. It's too hot. Yeah, we're in Florida, man. You can park the car. So, but what if the Pokestop is too far away. Well, then drive to it and then stop. <laughs> Seth, I can't drive to the clock tower on CF campus. I will yes, get you arrested. Can. It doesn't matter. Not if you go late enough at night. <laughs> uh, one day. No, I saw the security guard chasing people around in the middle of the night like a week ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, but was he on foot? No, he was on a golf cart. Oh, still, you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> um... So, uh, the game we're going to be talking about in a little bit, uh, Marvel Spider-Man, the new DLC Heist comes out next week, which you'll be dealing with Black Cat. Uh, and yeah, you get three new suits in it. The uh, Kane Scarlet Spider suit, the UK, the Captain Britain Spider. Spider UK. Spider UK. Yeah, right, David. Hey, I didn't look at the names of these. And then the other one I did not look at the name of. No, they haven't. It's a... It's the resilient suit. It's a Gabriel Delato original creation for the game. It's called the resilient suit. Ah, resilient suit. Isn't Gabriel Delato the one that got in trouble for drawing Spider-Woman all weird? No. No, that wasn't him. Okay. Milo Manara. That was. Yep. So... And also, last bit of news before we get to the fun stuff. 
at least for me, Seth might have more news. Uh, Diablo 3 has a Switch bundle coming with a exclusive uh, yes. Switch and a Switch from dock. hell. Yeah. And I am I think it looks cool. I wouldn't buy it, but cuz I already have a Switch. But it's really neat to see that Nintendo is letting other people do exclusive Switches besides Nintendo properties like Pokemon and Smash Bros. So, was there any other news that you saw this week, Seth? Uh, yeah, well, um, of course we know that Destiny's Festival of the Lost started their Halloween celebration. Oh yeah, um, you had a great time with that. Yeah, I, w- I was very upset at first because <laughs> I downloaded the latest update um, on my Xbox, and then when I tried to play it, it kept crashing every time I opened it. Uh, if if you follow me on Twitter, you I I posted a video uh, of it happening like five times in a row. Um, eventually, it, I I had to do like a full a complete shutdown of my Xbox, and then I powered it back up and it worked. So I don't know what the deal there was. Um, it was it was pretty annoying. I was kind of for a moment I was resigned to never play Destiny again. <laughs> Um, you just you kind of accepted it was this was yeah it. I was just like well that was uh, we had a good run I can um, see your face when you made that decision yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but luckily I guess sort of luckily it it eventually worked I haven't actually played much of it um, I just went to I, I saw the social space and how it looks different and there's definitely some cool uh, cosmetic items in there that you can get um, like a floating eyeball ghost which is kind of cool. Um, but a couple other Destiny things happened this past week. Uh, there was a glitch that people encountered that was, um, they would be loading into missions and then it would play the loading screen and music for the, uh, the Dreadnought location from the Taken King in Destiny 1, which doesn't exist at all in Destiny 2. Like, there's no multiplayer maps or anything. What? But for some reason, this one little cutscene is in the game, and then it would load you into a proper mission. So, (laughs) maybe a little hint that that's in the pipe somewhere, because, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not just there for no reason. I mean, I could see, I could see it just being a multiplayer map, but it's, we're gonna be back on the Dreadnought in some way. Um, And also, apparently, some people, after the update, they data mine the game, um, and there's there's hints at an at an old exotic called the Thunderlord coming back. But there's also a bunch of dialogues with one of the characters about um, going to the Cosmodrome location from Destiny One. Uh, so that could also be be happening pretty soon, which is cool um, because we've talked about, on here about how we would like for them to put the old locations in the game in the in this new engine so that would be pretty cool um if you this is one thing that also happened during the week thankfully got fixed apparently there was some kind of exploit going on to some playstation 4 users that they would get like this message and it would brick their console um (laughs) Yeah, I was really worried that you would get that, Zach. Yeah, it didn't happen to me. Like I, I, I saw the news, <laughs> and um, I did consider trying to find that message and jerk. send it to the PS4. Well, <laughs> luckily, it didn't happen to me. Um, I'm, I don't think I actually don't think I have my messages open to non-friends, so I think that might be the reason. Also, I didn't really play anything online, so no one could have encountered my name to send me the message. So 
I was in the clear. Uh, but apparently they fixed it now, so that's good. Uh, and there was one other weird Pokemon thing that happened. Um, Nintendo, like, they announced these these trading cards based on Ed, Edward Munch's The Scream. Oh, yeah. And it's like a bunch of different Pokemon just this. screaming that's with so these shadows of... Looking. Yeah. It's so weird. There's an Eevee screaming and a Pikachu and a Rowlet screaming. It's, it's, I don't, I don't even, I I don't even know what to say about it. It's just They are terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was about it though. Um, I also saw that Sega, they had, they released like, um, in their, I guess it was in their. Um, earnings reportings uh, like a roadmap for what they're doing until 2020 and it it one of the things that was interesting it involved um bringing like a, a commitment to bring back idle uh, intellectual properties um and that's always fun to hear about maybe they'll bring back uh the dreamcast vector man give me a new vector man that'd be cool <laughs> oh vector man the forefront of computer animation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's all, though. That's all I got. All right. So at this point, we will be uh, getting into the spoilers of Marvel's Spider-Man, the PS4 exclusive that some would say is the is their game of the year, and that some would be me. So I'm excited to talk about this. So turn off the episode if you have not played or if you don't want to be spoiled. But if you want to be spoiled, here we go. Here we go. So this game is nuts. (laughs) I was so blown away by it because I went in with pretty high expectations and walked out still blown away which i imagine is what some people felt after playing god of war and so i mean good for them but it was really good to feel that way about a video game this year that a lot of other people felt positively about uh for me especially so this game has i don't want to railroad too much of the conversation but the the script writing in it is so good and i mean it's it's graphically beautiful was there i mean i don't want to you you were the one that most recently played it seth what do you think i thought it was very good um i hesitate to say i was surprised by how good it was just because i had heard a lot of people say it but um it was it immediately was engrossing it was very impressive in that fact um I loved the uh the the setting like the the New York that they created. Um I've not I've I've noticed that lately a lot of the games that really grab me are ones that that create like fictionalized versions of of real places. Um it just there's something like more compelling to me about a game that does that. Um and and the New York here is really good. Um I really like going to see the like the the different Marvel landmarks and stuff. Um, yeah. The story, 
it was it was fantastic um i really loved the way that they like subverted the the, the stories of these well-known characters cuz they i mean they have to um but a lot of the stuff i did not see coming um and the stuff that i did see coming was still just as emotionally powerful as it needed to be um the story i i was the story's really dark honestly um pretty much all of the major players in it kind of come out bad at the end yeah you like no there's really no bruised. real winners um Man, that is standard spider-man fare but... yeah i mean but but for video game like for video game stories that's not usually how it goes yeah Spider-Man is the traditional down-on-his-luck, often tragic hero, though. Yeah. So, one of the more tragic scenes in the game, and I remember, the reason I wanted to get this out of the way is it is going to be, I just know, but there's this great moment in the story, and I hate to say great, but the, the voice acting and the motion capture it was really special in that um, if you've ever had like a loved one pass away, which uh, Miles Morales, uh, his dad passes away in the, uh, that's actually probably the end of act one. Yeah. I would say about the game because there's pre Mr. Negative, then there's Mr. Negative and then there's, you know, Sinister Six. And so, there's that there's this moment where there's a stranger at his dad's funeral which the stranger is Peter Parker. Miles doesn't know that he is Spider-Man. He has no clue who Peter Parker is at all. And he is being approached by this guy that he has no clue that his dad even knew him and he's trying you could tell Peter Parker's trying to relate to him, like, hey, I'm real sorry. And, like, Miles kind of lashes out at him. And it's not necessarily a lashing out. It's a, you know, just, listen, whatever you're going to say is not going to help in this instance. And it, it's not a, he doesn't do it aggressively, but it's it's very nuanced. And I... it's. He says something like, "You have there's no way you know what I'm going through." Exactly, which is entirely false. But well, he can't tell him. It's that. yeah, no, that's and that's that's part of the pain of the situation. Is at that point, Peter Parker can't tell him, "No, I've gone, I I, I can relate to you." But the the pain that Miles is going through as, as someone that has you know lost family members like that's that's very relatable and it was a really dark hit that i didn't expect a game to give me and it was just this wrenching moment that like really hooked me into the game and I, really got me i would argue that miles morales's quote unquote origin story in this game is much better than the one bendis came up for yeah yeah i mean i'm with you it, I mean, it's, 
we really see this kid that's just trying to figure himself out and figure out the world around him at the time. And he does things to cope, like help out at the center. And um, you, you know what I did not see coming? And I this is spoilers for the very end of the game. But I did not see Aunt May dying coming at all. I really thought that that was going to be... I thought that that was going to be the happy-go-lucky at the end moment as they figured out how to heal her. No, be- And they did not do that. I caught on. The moment, what was it, she coughed up blood, I was like, oh, they're going to kill off Aunt May. Which, <laughs> honestly, should have happened in the comics at least ten times by now. I mean, yeah, she's like a 200 years old. <laughs> She she's been married to Osborne and I actually um I accidentally spoiled that moment for myself. I was oh, uh, no. Yeah, I was looking online for the locations of the like the secret photo spots to get the um the final suit and <laughs> one of them one of them is Ben Parker's grave and like the picture that it showed me also had <laughs> also May. had Aunt May's grave in it. And I was oh, like, "Well, no. All right. I mean, I it it was after like the after she got sick, so I had an inclination that it was going to happen. Okay. Um, that is totally like you, though. To yeah. Look online to find secrets. Oh uh, yeah. Well, at least it's the secret hidden photos because I I didn't bother to look for those yet. I'm waiting till after you give me back the system. That was. I mean, I actually I found like over half of them just by going around and doing stuff um yeah but well, it, if it, you're it, still in the story it's much easier to find them because you're actually moving around the city with a purpose right once and the, you finish the story yeah that's the just, issue i have to do a grid system <laughs> and go back and forth north south east west yeah which i did and found <laughs> all of them <laughs> so so let's talk about this did you use the fast travel points yeah i did at uh and a few occasions, uh, mainly toward the end of the game, when like, like yeah. the there was this this series of side quests that um, that you had to find people that went missing uh, because oh, yeah. Martin Martin Lee got them. Those were um, basically fetch quests, but yeah, and it was annoying because you always had to go to like the other side of the <laughs> the map that you were on to find them. And then after they were over, I was like, well, I don't want to swing all the way back to the exact place that I was, so I would just use fast travel for stuff like that. Yeah, everything was based out of Empire State University. Yeah. And I don't know where that guy was getting his information from, but... Yeah, every single one of the people <laughs> were not close. It was pretty funny. So, I I do... I want to talk about that now. I know we've kind of been all over the place, but... The the side quests and the collectibles in this game. Oh man, I have not had more fun going after side quests and collectibles in a long time in a video game. The the backpacks especially were really great. And they have you guys gone through and looked at all the lore pieces from the backpacks? Yes. Yeah. I I love that it really filled out the backstory. And... Yeah, it, was, it was a really clever way to, like you said, fill out the backstory in this universe that we're familiar with, but 
the details are different. Right. Because, um, like, you don't know... You know what to expect, but you also don't, because you're immediately, like, as the game begins, you find out that this is a Spider-Man who has been working for eight years, but has never fought with Dr. Octopus or the Green Goblin. Yeah. You're like, well... Yeah. Which was um, strange, yeah. So what exactly, like, who, who, what, what's happening? Um, who happened? And that, and that was cool, because, like, a lot of the stuff, um, like, some of the stuff, I remember one talked about Kurt Connors, um... Yeah. Uh, and there, I think there were some other villains that the that the yeah, other stuff, the uh, the single grain of sand that might be the yeah. Sandman, the yeah. tube. That was he's like, oh, what Sandman might be in here, but I'm not going to risk it. Like I love that. Yeah, because that up. was the the guys that wrote this game, Christos Gage and Dan Slott, are guys that. Well, Dan Slott's been the main writer on the Spider-Man comic book for a decade now. Um, and that was something that he established in his run, that the Sandman is actually only one piece of sand and is controlling the rest of it. So if you catch that one piece, you've got him. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's such a weird way to think about it, but it works. Yeah, um, and, and that, that, that stuff was, even though they were just like little tidbits, like each one called back to like a, a specific moment in the comics or in um like other expanded stuff which was really cool to me yeah it, it was interesting how they took if you're familiar with spider-man at least they took the familiar concepts and just tweaked them a little bit so that yeah. the world is convincingly different it it did a good job of keeping you on your toes because if you are someone that knows spider-man at all or at least in in detail, jumping into the story with him being this late in the game and him not experiencing some of these characters really kind of puts you back and goes, okay, well, what else is different? And then I think that's also part of what drove me to finish the game as much as me actually liking it is I know Spider-Man. I've watched many cartoons. I've seen all the movies. I've read comics like... I just, I wanted to know what was different about this world. And one of the things I picked up that was different, and I had a weird feeling about it the whole time, and now I'm excited to talk to Seth about it, is uh, where Harry Osborne was the whole time. And they dropped that very subtly multiple times throughout the story. They talk just a little bit about how he's not there or how he's in Europe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know in your head that he's a main player, so he's got to show up eventually. And he definitely does at the uh, either the mid mid credits. Yeah, there were there were several post credit scenes. I'm pretty sure that stingers. was the very final yeah, stinger. I think that was the last one. Yeah, it was quite a doozy too. Um. So yeah, like say, so there's no Green Goblin in this. No Doctor and no no Venom. So and that no was Venom. the other thing. Yeah. Like the whole time you wondered about um like I was I was waiting as I was unlocking suits for one of them to be the classic symbiote suit. Um and you didn't get it. Yeah, never this um not to to go off on a tangent, but that was as much as the diversity of the suits was really cool. It. I was still also kind of 
disappointed um, by it. There was like because uh, there's so many more. Yeah, and that's and I guess no one will ever be. Yeah. You'll never be I, able to. But but there were there were some like that were weird, weirdly conspicuously missing, like the the black suit, um, which I guess there are reasons for that. But still, um, yeah. the superior Spider-Man suit I thought for sure was going to be in that, uh, and it was not. Um, no no Miles suit, of course. I was really I was also kind of hoping for like a a male version of Spider Gwen, but that was kind <laughs> of a that was kind of off the wall. Like um, you know, yeah, no, I get it. Like a white, the white yeah. and red, and my only um, real, and I understand why they did it. My only real problem with the suits was the they were heavily weighted toward the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, when I kind yeah. of wish they had been more weighted towards the comic universe. Yeah, like there was no, like they had the the movie Iron Spider suit, but not the actual Iron Spider suit right. from the comics, right. which I thought was very strange. Yeah, because they even one of the gadgets you can use or powers—I don't remember. Yeah, it's it's the was was the four arms that pop yep. out. So I, I did use it; it was useful. Yeah. To to speak to that, I really loved that each of these suits not only provided a cool cosmetic difference, but a gameplay difference as well. Because when you unlocked a new suit, you got a new gadget, which gave you a new super which was really a neat incentive to actually try to unlock these things instead of just for cosmetic reasons. Yeah. Which was a big difference for me because I know you, Zach, got a lot of the suits in Batman, but whenever I was playing Batman, I felt no incentive to get any of the extra suits besides it kind of looking cool because I was like, okay, it's just going to change the way I look. I don't care as much. But with these, I knew that they were going to give me a new power, so I wanted to get them. And I, I think that that added a lot to me. Yeah, it was cool. Um, though, usually when I bought new suits, I I just like tried out the power, and then I would switch back to the suit I was using. Because honestly, I spent most of the game in the uh, Scarlet Spider suit, or in really? the two 2099 suits. Um, I was mostly in OG 2099 suit. Yeah. I I actually was mainly in the video game suit. I really like that suit. Yeah, I mean, that was the other one. It I re- it's, a, it's a very good suit. It's a very good, yeah. So and I, I, I love that there was a lore reason for the change, too. That yeah. that was that was not expected by me. Yeah. So there was a, there's a cool thing. I don't know if either of you noticed... Um, I really loved that each of these suits in the game looked different than the game. Like it matched the art styling of what it came from for the most part. Oh, I played as the um, the comic book suit yeah. for a while. <laughs> that one was very it just cool. looked cool. Yeah, and it, it just kind of looks a little bit off. And so I I loved that. Like some of them... And it, some of them, I wasn't a huge fan of how it changed the way it looked. Like the Iron Spider suit was really glossy, very shiny. But it's yeah. that was on purpose, and so it's I metal. understood it's metal. I really, I don't know. I love the suits. I did run around a lot as Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I mainly I would switch back to the white and red the video game suit for the main game cutscenes yeah (laughs) yeah i actually like 
I I made sure to once I went into the final like section to switch to the video game the the main suit. Yeah. yeah. Just because and really it wouldn't have the it wouldn't have made sense when when you got the um the black armor at the end right. to have something else under that. Right. I have seen some hilarious still images on the internet of people wearing the wrong suits during the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah. There's the one where he's swinging with Mary Jane, but he's that skull Spider-Man. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that one was incredible. I was like, what? What is so, this? Why does I it don't exist? even know what that is. So I got frustrated that that was in there, but not the black spider, the, the symbiote suit. But I mean, I, after that mid credit scene where it looked like Venom or a symbiote was jumping out, towards norman and you know it makes yeah. sense you can tell there's a story reason for them not putting that in there yeah yeah i also w- really wanted the captain universe suit but that they didn't give that to us either oh man like i said there's some great comic book suits that didn't make it either in favor of movie suits or honestly the least um original ones were the other original ones for the game. So, can you remind me, because it's been a minute since I've played, I I wanted this suit. I don't think it was in there. The Future Foundation suit wasn't in there, right? No, I love that suit. And point of of contention, the only point of contention I had with the map of the game was that Four Freedoms Plaza was not in New York. Yeah, they didn't have Four Freedoms Plaza. So the Fantastic Four does not exist in this universe. Nope. But Luke Cage and the all the Hell's Kitchen stuff, that was my favorite part of the picture taking, was the the Hell's Kitchen area. Um, I, Murdoch. I like I like going by the uh, Sanctum Sanctorum also. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the story. What it was the story as effective as you guys would have wanted? Did you... Um, I personally loved that you started out fighting the Kingpin right off, right out the gate. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Most people at this point don't consider the Kingpin to be a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. But he is originally... A Spider-Man villain. Yeah. He's been more co-opted by Daredevil... And that's where most people know him, but he has been a long time, big time foe of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a good way to start um, to get you to get you in the game, teach you the stuff. I gotta say, it was really annoying, um, and throughout the game, that those stupid heavy enemies. Oh gosh, <laughs> so. I, I don't know about you guys. I mainly used the special power where you jumped in the air jumped and webbed a bunch of enemies. Yeah. Yes, that was clearly the most useful superpower. <laughs> that was the one I used 100% of the time. So I never I, deviated. I, I use that for a bit. It it becomes... It's like it breaks the game. Yeah. In some of the ones, it was not useful, though, like where you had to build up combo meter. Uh, yeah. Because that just like yeah. clears the whole thing. I actually once I unlock the uh, Parker Industries suit, I use the uh, the invulnerability ability for the rest of the game. Okay, man, the really that first moment of you swinging out and the music's hitting real strong. Yeah, and oh yeah, that was that was 
That was so it's, good. It's a very subtle score, but yeah. it works perfectly. Yeah. It's and it's there at all the right moments. And you love how like you can just you you're perched up on a building and and you hear the city sounds and as soon as you start swinging like the uh you hear the music swell and and this yeah. um straight out of like the movie and cartoon style uh theme plays the yeah, whole time. It was it was really reminiscent of the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah. The score was very reminiscent of that. Um yeah. So and one of I, the things as I had... a sidebar to that, I had AJ, our nephew, in. I forced him to watch me play to start with, but then he wanted to watch me play. But every time I would start swinging, he would go, "Do that again. I like that music." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, some of the, I had. There were a few issues I had with the story. It was weird to me that, like the whole first act, you're sort of dealing with the fallout of of kingpin going to jail um but then once you get into like the martin lee arc he kind of becomes a non-factor anymore which was weird to me like they kind of just threw threw him aside i also thought it was weird that um when you pick up the game um after after miles funeral um miles's dad's funeral it's like a week later and all of a sudden, they go from being maybe a little like throwing sideways glances at Martin Lee because, yeah, he knows something about what's going on with the demons to Peter and Mary Jane outright going after him, saying this guy is the bad guy. Um, and that was, and it was weird because like I, given like the the kind of third person omniscient point of view that the player has. Like I knew he was the bad guy, but I there was nothing like in the game, in the development of the story and the characters that would have led them to think. And so you picked up the game all and automatically, like it's like okay, I guess we're going after Martin Lee now. I don't know. I think Spider-Man saw him. It's clearly him. He's just reversed colors. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, it's the Superman argument. It just took his glasses off, and he's a totally different person. But, (laughs) but I mean, the first time he saw him, it it did not seem like he explicitly knew who the guy was. I don't know. That was just I didn't I didn't pick up. I didn't pick up that either. It was just a little strange to me that you know all of a sudden we've moved. It's like okay, we've moved on. Martin Lee's a bad guy. Who cares what happened? What what came before this? Um, that it was really my only problem with the story was that it was Martin Lee that they picked to be the bad guy of this game. Mister Negative is kind of a new character and not all that well known. So that maybe that's why they felt like it was better to do it with him because people don't have association with him and immediately know that he's a bad guy. Right, or at least, or at least they don't have all the story expectations and story beats. Yeah. Like with Venom, you want certain story beats. With Carnage, like all those characters, you want you want something from them. With this, with it being a fresh face, it it kind of gives them the you know the clearance to do whatever they want. 
I don't know. I thought it was really good. Um, I mean, I yeah, I grew it, into liking it. To be honest, much like Miles Morales, the Martin Lee of this game is much more compelling yeah. than the Martin Lee of the comics, which is the preconception I came in with with it. So, yeah, I think it 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 worked out very well. Um, I liked that it was kind of a a nobody character that basically was the main antagonist of the game. Um, I mean, yeah, there's the whole sort of twist, non-twist of Dr. Octopus right at the end. Um, but, I mean, the Martin Lee was basically the bad guy of the game. Yeah. Um, I certainly... Getting into, into the villains, um, they... One of the things that was amazing to me was how, like, much they allow you to empathize with with all of them even like characters like rhino and vulture there was they yeah. gave you enough to be like oh man there were those maybe little things yeah, yeah maybe things and hideout <laughs> things are not actually great for these people um like the vultures basically the vultures. dying like he's gonna be dead soon um I mean, and this was the only like way for him to survive old, yeah so. and rhino like He's trapped in the suit of armor and basically yeah, can't Rhino, do anything else. Rhino has always been a tragic character. Yeah. And the the shocker too, like the the couple missions he was in, the guy was like, "Look, if I don't do this, I'm going to die." So it doesn't I really have nothing. Uh, I have nothing that, to to lose at this point. That killed me. That like it was such a weird feeling cuz it's like in my head I'm like, "I've got to beat you up, sucker." But then he's like, "No, you don't understand. I will die." If I do not rob this place, get out of my way. And I'm like, I don't want to stop you because <laughs> I feel bad. Like you, you're, you're obviously being set up in some weird way. And, and the Spider-Man in the game also seemed to feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But he was wrecking that building. You had to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> uh, and he did destroy basically the entire building <laughs> now i don't know what dif- i don't know what difficulty you played on seth i know you didn't play on the hardest one david right but I did, obviously you did yes okay i i had i got to the point at the end of the game where i was even at the highest difficulty just obliterating everybody i was playing yeah it 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 really it became at some point it was no longer hard to beat except for yeah. the stupid sable people. God, so <laughs> annoying. The stupid guys on the jetpacks. Yes, the, jet- the worst. What actually? Once you figure out yeah. their Achilles heel, they were easy. But to start with, it was like these guys keep yeah. coming I, out of nowhere. I can't. And screwing I can't up my combo them. chain. <laughs> I I really love that they did a good job of writing into the story a reason why sable doesn't leave after the story's done like that that phone call with silver sable and peter parker or spider-man and she's like listen uh, i'm leaving town but i don't control them they're they're doing their own thing and so it's just a good it it just doesn't it makes it so the world doesn't feel awkward after you know that's that plot line is wrapped up so I, I didn't actually. Was... I didn't play the game at all after I beat it, so I didn't really have any of those issues. 
I am at, I think I ended at like 88%, 89%, because I wanted to get the system to Zach so that he could play it as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% of it. Yeah. So I want to talk about real quick, Seth, the marketing for this game. Because I really wish that Sony had not spent a chunk of their E3 press conference revealing the the Sinister Six in a extended trailer to where that could have been a nice surprise at the end of the game. I don't know. I don't think it was it wasn't an issue. It actually for me had the kind of opposite effect where like everything that led up to it was kind of a surprise. Like, oh, we're we're still doing this. Doing like, I knew, <laughs> I know at some point the Sinister Six are coming up, but there's like this whole entire game before it, which was cool for me did at least. Show, did they show Mr. Negative in that trailer? Yeah, yeah. In the Sinister Six. Yeah, yeah. I think Mr. Okay. Negative was in the first gameplay reveal of it. Like yes. the first, the first stuff they showed was the um, the Mr. Negative chasing the. Like chasing the the helicopter with the with the the wrecking ball on it through the yeah, through right. the city. Yeah. So you so we knew from the beginning that it was Mister Negative, um, and yeah and yeah he was in the in the and so honestly that even though I I knew it happened in the game that Sinister Six scene where they're all there, um, like it it still worked for me even seeing it seeing seeing the original thing because i the way they they framed it at at e3 without showing who the sixth member was like my immediate thought was oh it must not be dr octopus it must be like someone some some other good guy must be must have turned on peter which i guess in the end (laughs) did turn out to be what it was what happened yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was on the right track just with the wrong person um though of course in hindsight you you understand why they didn't do it i don't know i thought it was really cool and it gave you something to like constantly look forward to knowing um when it was coming and honestly it was it was mostly a footnote at the end of the game like the 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 two ba- the two battles with the the sinister six people um the especially the vulture and and electro battle they were really fun but those arcs like it was all of three missions basically yeah it happened um, real fast and like they, I said, I just crushed them. Yeah. So even the fights didn't last that long. Yeah. Um so they were more of like they were they were more a means to an end to get you to the the Doc Ock fight at the end. Um but I thought it was cool and oh man, that fight at the end. Ugh oh, that yeah, was, was just great. brutal. That was Yeah. It was it was great. It was fun. It was so hard to watch happen though. Yeah, Marianne was watching and she she was just like, this feels like a movie. Are you playing this? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, oof. Like, she was just like, it, it was really hard to play. It was, it was brutal. That scene where they're on the side of the building fighting, that was yeah. well designed. Oh, man. Again, it... I, had, I had AJ sitting in there because I told him this was the end of the game. You need to come watch it. And when he realized they were on the side of the building, he yeah. went nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can only imagine. It, it was great. And the oh man, the line where 
where Otto reveals that he knew it was Peter, and Peter's like, you knew? You knew. And then, like, it made everything that happened, like, so much worse, because the whole time, yeah. like, Otto was doing it with the knowledge that this that he was doing all this stuff to Peter. Ugh. It was so great. It was so terrible. Uh, on on the same note with Dr. Octopus, a much better and more reasonable origin story yeah. than his comic book version. I will... I mean, it, it, honestly, it was, like, I, I suppose I might be, like, kind of, my perspective of him is kind of tinged since the, um, the superior Spider-Man arc. Right. Um, but. But I'm talking about the yeah, but, original origin right. of Dr. Octopus. But I'm just saying, like. He's just a madman. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that I immediately was drawn to it because, you know, you had Otto as this good guy, and, like, my, my last impression of him was in the comics as a good guy um and it was like oh i really like this and then just like watching his descent into vil- into madness basically like even at the end it's hard to call him a a villain like he he basically <laughs> was driven to these insane links to keep his company alive and to keep his body working and right. it made him go crazy um, because he rushed through an experiment, which which I guess is sort of it. It has the same kind of feel as as his original. Um, right, arc. It, it tracks with he, his he character. Really, he really Walter Whited and yeah, just tried to become better. And oh man, and there was this one time where you go into the lab, and like I think it was, it, it was at, at, I don't remember what point it was, but you know he's got the the green suit in there and you can yes. ask him about it and then the goggles are right there and you're like oh my god i'm i'm watching him build the suit that he's going to turn into a villain my i held out hope for so long during the game that okay i won't have to watch him turn into a bad guy in this game and then oh man when you first see him with the the tentacles you're like oh, no man you could still you could still turn this around uh and even when i knew when I knew it was going to happen, when he came up onto the that platform on the raft, I I still I kept hoping, even though I knew it was going to happen. Ugh, it was so good. Um, this is obviously, for me at least, Dan Slott's contribution to the plot of this story because he famously said that Doctor Octopus is his favorite character in comics, and used him to great effect in his run on spider-man yeah and i really i i'm i know that they won't but i really hope that they don't just kind of throw him to the wayside in the sequel um certainly i one of the my conspiracy theory of the reason the superior suit is not in the game is because they are holding that out for the next one for the the redemption I mean, his, his of Doctor Octopus. Done. Yeah, uh, he's, he's he needs a new body, uh, so why not? Let's let's bring the jackal in here. Let's see what we can get going. <laughs> oh man, this yeah, this world hasn't even done the. Do you, do you think the the symbiote at the end or the weird goose stuff is? A green goblin type thing, or is it going to be? A no, Harry's situation? going to be Venom. Yeah, he's going to be Venom. Now, whether he's a good or a or bad a guy Venom. remains to be seen. Yeah, a Venom type 
character anyway. Yeah, because that, that was obviously supposed to be the symbiote or some version of it. Yeah. Right. But more of the Ultimate Spider-Man universe twist on the symbiote as being a medical device. Yeah. So, did you, uh, and and maybe this was just me, did you think slash hope that when that spider was on Mary Jane that it was going to bite her instead of Miles Morales and have her be uh, I mean, I, spider woman? I thought no. for, for a, a split <laughs> second that would happen. But I mean, you know, you you knew once it happened, it was it was destined for Miles. And honestly, the it way even, that it got to him was really dumb, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> like they were a, just it was like very contrived. Yeah, they were like, all right, we got to get this spider to Miles so he can be Spider Man in the next game or something. But yeah, it even it even had the what was it forty two? Yeah, I the think, 42 on, on it. Yeah, which is the number of the spider that bit him in the comic. Yeah, I mean, it, it was right. it was funny in how bad it was uh but yeah um but speaking of mary jane i know i remember you talking like i think when when we first talked about the game you said you did not like mary jane and the mary jane segments in this game right no so i like the character i don't like the stealth but that's because i'm bad at stealth so those segments were actually some of my favorite in the game um and also yeah, the enjoyed yeah, also the miles because it like it gave you the kind of ground level view of the stuff that was going on, um, and it also that helped miles, that that miles segment where he was going trying to stay hidden from the rhino. Yeah, that was great. Was genuinely terrified. Yeah. Okay, that one was really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I thought those are really cool, um, and because like you're in these situations. It it was kind of each the t- each time you would get caught was kind of anticlimactic just because they yeah. they hold up a gun to you. Oh no! Yeah, and it was like, oh well, I guess there's not, nothing really bad's gonna happen here. There's no um, consequences. But yeah, I thought they were, and it it did help though that Mary Jane. This is probably the best version of Mary Jane in a long time, I think, um, because they actually give her like agency and development in what is going on around them. Um, which was which I thought was very cool. Yeah, Mary Jane was a pretty well developed character in the sixties, but between then and now, she's mostly been a supporting role. Yeah. The scene of them getting back together at the end I thought was not great either. I mean, I'm with you. I liked I I loved the tension between them. The the like weird text message. Yeah, that whole scene was was amazing. It was all very believable, and then them getting together in the end just kind of felt forced. I didn't think it felt forced. I just thought that the the scene itself was kind of like it. It was weirdly placed at the very end of the game. Um, it didn't like it didn't feel like an end of a story for me. Like I thought it it should have. Like I was running through my head how how I thought it would have been better, like if I think they could have just left them at the place where they were, and yeah, it would have been I mean, yeah, fine, but i I'm talking about like it's weird how the 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 game ended on such like a 
a station stationary kind of like docile position like i kept waiting for like um a bunch of police cars to go by and peter to like run out of the the shop and swing away and, and for the music to come back up um you know the, the kind of movie style ending yeah. um but it just kind of ended and then you were after after all the credits rolled you were back in the game but you know it's very very few very like these only tiny nitpicks that i have and it's only because the rest of the game around it was so great yeah real quick special shout outs to the game uh the fact that uh j jonah jameson is alex jones about spider-man oh he was was fantastic fantastic. he was Um, so great jameson as a shock jock is perfect yeah in the time that we are yeah and shout out to spider cop um yeah spider cop was fantastic (laughs) also uh although never mind i won't get into that um i don't know i don't know if you knew the um the voice actors of both spider-man and um what's her name the police yuri 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 watanabe they are actually married in real life Ah. yeah and his and his name is yuri they did they did have good chemistry yuri Um, lowenthal but I don't know if this ever happened. Did you guys ever happen to wear the spider punk costume at all? I did not. No, not I once. didn't. Okay, so I did for a little bit, and if and I eventually got rid of it. But it un if you do, there's this special there's this special uh, J- Jameson blurb that pops up where he's like, and now we've got spider. First we had that that crazy white spider, and now he's running around in this punk rock outfit and i gotta tell you that if if that has is anything like the the punk rock era that i'm familiar with it's it's all it's gotta be trouble and it was really it was the only time that he ever reacted to a different suit that i wore but it was it was hilarious oh my gosh yeah jameson was great throughout his lines were hilarious and they came up in perfect spots yeah the what was really special to me is almost every interview that he tried to like get Spider-Man on. The people were like, "No, he helped me." What are you talking about? You didn't tell me you were going to be bashing Spider-Man, <laughs> and him just getting more and more angry. It's good, uh, man. It's a special game. This is a we don't get games like this too often, at least to me, where I am driven to a hundred percent of them or do as much as I can. And for a game to do that, to me, it's special. And I am lucky to have experienced it. It was, it was very good. I'm, I don't know, it's, it's kind of nice. I haven't had a game really do that this year. And so for it to kind of come out of, you know, me being excited for it, but I didn't think it was going to be this good, mm-hmm. you know. I'm, uh, I'm happy about it. It's certified for me. Whatever, 100%. You know. It's going to be up there in, in, in the game of the year conversation for me. For sure. So does anyone else have any remarks before we end this sucker? Nope. Nope? Nope. All right. Well, it's a good game. Uh, if you didn't get that from all of, from all of that uh, good oh, conversation, then uh, I don't know what else we can do for you. So we appreciate you listening. Make sure you share this episode with your friends, your family, the people you hate, and force our voices upon them. 
Uh, you can find us on all the social media at Suplex the Sticks and on almost any podcast streaming platform, including Spotify now. So check us out and, uh, you know, tell your friends. And we will talk at you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.